Hi everyone, welcome to the Superficial Spirit, where we explore how pop culture affects our spiritual experiences. My name is Peter Breeze. Join me while we ask a very important question. What the hell did pop culture do to me? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Superficial Spirit. I've got an extra, XX, extra special episode for you today because it's only gays, gays only. It's me and Derek. Derek, oh my God, again, I forgot about doing an intro because I'm just a little flustered because it's just me and you and we're recording this on the fly. But thank you for being here. How are you? What's up? I'm gay. (laughs) And that's today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. No girls allowed. She had the cootie vaccine. Yeah, she did. So I want to just jump right in because um, this has been something that uh, had not really popped off, but like I was surprised. I, I talked about Megan and Harry basically on my Instagram and I was surprised at the messages that I got in my DMs. And I know that you had watched the documentary. Jess hasn't watched it yet. So that's why she's not here. But we're going to talk about um, our thoughts on the show. Um, You finished the whole documentary, right, Derek? Yeah. Okay, me too. So I figure what you can tell me if this makes sense. Um, I wanted to sort of share my thoughts on Megan and Harry before the documentary, like just having them in pop culture and then my opinion on the first three episodes and then my opinion on the second half slash, you know, once I've watched the whole documentary, sort of what, what thoughts and ideas were settling with me. Does that work for you? Yeah, it sounds good. I don't remember enough to split them into two halves, but I'll just like go with whatever, you know, you're going okay. with. Um, and I'll also actually maybe start by just reading some of the the messages that people sent because I was, people were fired up about Megan and Harry. Well, no, they weren't fired up about Megan and Harry. They were fired up about Megan. So I had posted like, hey, what are your thoughts on Megan and Harry? And these are some of the messages that I got. Bitch complains about having cameras following them too much. I'm sorry. Most people belonging to groups guilty of genocide actually have cameras where they shit because they're in prison. If you want to join an institution that lords over most of the modern world, deal with the fact that the public deserves to know your each and every move. And the whole, I didn't Google him. He's Prince Harry. Shut the fuck up. That was one of them. That... That, that's that's psychotic first of all if you're starting already by fucking calling her bitch like you're already way too emotionally invested in this for me and already way too angry at this person you don't know and i don't i really don't understand what because prisoner of war there's there's pow's in camps somewhere that means uh that that Megan entering this family should expect cameras where she, I don't understand. We, we can't assume that just because she like fell in love with a guy and joined this family that she was expecting exactly the specific level of scrutiny that she got. She should expect some, but like, I don't see what that has to do with the fact like that just because she's suffering, she's not suffering as much as the fact that there's people in POW camp somewhere. I, what, does, what does it even mean? 
I mean, yeah, I guess because um, she's a person of color marrying into this family that's famous for the slave trade and and um, problematic stuff like that. I, I don't know for sure, but what I'm surmising from this message and and from this person is, you know, a person of color shouldn't be marrying into such a racist family in the first place. And so for this person, it's a non-starter because, wait, you're Black and you're marrying into this, like, historically racist and problematic colonial family that's that's a non-starter for this person that's how i interpreted that message that that's some of the dumbest shit i've ever heard first of all people have racist relatives are are they race traitors for marrying individuals they fell in love with who have a racist family now i can already hear like the desperate woke scolds on twitter going well there's a difference between somebody's racist uncle and the monarchy which um, you know, initiated and supported slavery for hundreds of years. Blah. Okay, shut the fuck up. Like, so does that mean that this, that Meghan shouldn't and shouldn't uh, marry Harry the Prince, who has never been a head of state, by the way, just because his family uh, is associated with, um, is instrumental in racism. So this family shouldn't diversify. Is that what we're saying? Mm-hmm. So Meghan is a race traitor for injecting some diversity into this family because of their history for which Harry is not responsible. Are we suggesting they remain white? Is that what we want? Is that the prescription we're making? And <clears throat> look, uh, uh, the queen should, there should be some responsibility laid at the feet of the queen for continuing to protect the monarchy and, uh, you know, work, work towards its, um, towards that imperial, um, uh, consistency, I guess. The fact that the queen has maintained uh, the monarchy and overseen this imperialism, that's true. Um, First of all, she's dead. Second of all, Harry has never been a head of state. He's never had any participation in that. So the idea that this woman shouldn't marry the man she loves because we need to, this institution needs to remain white and there should be no race mixing because it has a sordid history of racism is ridiculous. That's got nothing to do with it. I wonder too if um, what this person or people who sort of following this belief, um, if 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 what the conversation would be if publicly Megan was like, uh, I've actually decided to divorce Harry, or like maybe before they got engaged, the public discussion became Megan saying, you know, I fell in love with this guy, but I just can't reconcile his family's his family's history and the monarchy and the way that it sort of shaped our society and the racist roots. And she was like, and because of that, I'm not going to be marrying him. What, what kind of public discourse that would cause. And if somebody like this, who's sending messages about like, you know, like she, she, she she's getting what she deserves because she's marrying into this family, um, how they would react to that. Because you do bring up a good point where if, if a white person whose family potentially has racist history cannot fall in love and marry a person of color, how is that solving racism? Or how is that even, how is that even entertaining the idea that maybe this relationship could have actually been an opportunity for us to have these conversations for Megan to talk about her experience for Harry to talk about his experience and Oh my God, maybe enter into new, a new era of the monarchy, maybe not solving all the issues, but perhaps using it as a launch pad to like, talk about what you just said. Wait, are you saying that Megan can't marry Anybody who is linked to racism at all ever in her life? And nobody should, because if they yeah. do, they're a race traitor. That's reactionary. 
Like this is the this is the clearest example of some woke schooled on Twitter desperate for likes saying something contrarian that they haven't thought through to its conclusion because you can't have it both ways. You can't say Megan is um, should expect what she's getting and deserves the racism pointed her way because she entered a family that is responsible for this imperialistic racism and then also say um, that uh, oh fuck me I lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I can um, go to the next topic be, or the next, the next, um, the next uh, DM because. Well, I guess deep. like you can't, you can't criticize the family for being racist and then say it should never diversify. Right. And then say any opportunity uh, that, 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 uh, that there might be to dismantle that racism by accepting into it a black person. Right. It, it, you can't have, you can't have it both ways. You can't do both of those things. So to fail, um, to fail to notice the opportunity that inviting a black person into this institution would have to potentially dismantle uh, some of those in, those internal racist thoughts and feelings. Like, for example, the idea that there's paintings on the walls in every uh, of the homes that they own that depict racism, that depict domination uh, by white people of like black people, you know, depicted in these paintings. To miss the opportunity for that, I think, is a real shame. And it's also and it's also um, a fantasy. It's, it's an invented reality where this doesn't happen because what did happen, yeah. what actually happened was the two of them have broken away from the monarchy. Megan has faced uh, racist, um, motivated hatred towards herself because she joined this family. So I, this, there, there, there's, it's a fantasy to say, well, if she'd never done that, you know, that's, that's what's the right outcome. The outcome has been that it's disrupted the monarchy and that it's, yeah. that it's started a conversation about the racism. So what would you have? You would rather have this not happen. You would rather have them not uh, not have this conversation at all and remain white. Totally. Um, this is another message I got. He had, this person had commented that he didn't like her. And I said, okay, why? Because she's disingenuous and only married him for his family, then rejects him and embarks in a campaign to slur them. She's the Wallace Simpson of her time. She'll divorce Harry in less than five years. She thinks she has enough money to live when she thinks she has enough money to live like a superstar. Mark my words, she'll divorce him. Her accusations and assertions are utter bullshit. She's manipulating the whole situation for financial gain. And wait, before you respond to this, let me just tell you. After this person sent me this DM, I'm not, I'm not joking. The next post on their stories was live from a private jet. <laughs> so this is, this is a wealthy person, or at least somebody who has access to wealth, um, um, basically, you know, sticking up for the monarchy, which is interesting point of view. I mean, it's, yeah, it seems pretty obvious why this person reflexively um, is on the side of um, elites, right? Um, but like, I don't, why is this, this is made up. First of all, this is totally imaginary. The, like based on what the idea that she's manipulative and mark my word, she's going to divorce him. And she just wants to based on what <laughs> literally based on what, like, why, why wouldn't we say the same thing about Harry? I, I don't get it. Why isn't Harry trying to blow up the monarchy and profit from it um, by remaining a media celebrity? Why is it just her? And then further, like, I can't, I don't understand people getting this personally invested at all in the royal family. Like, I can't, generally, I can't comprehend when people do it with celebrities, but at least my brain can do the logic of, okay, this person made a song that you really like. And even though I can't personally, like, relate to being that invested, even in a musician, I understand that many people rely on music and musicians to express things they're incapable of expressing, or at least to fill up silence in their brains so they don't have to contemplate the liminal suburban phantasmagoria that's going on in there at all times. So even though I can't relate, like, okay, actors, right? Actors in a movie, they, you know, can be a proxy for you feeling something, right? But these people all do something. 
whereas the Royals do nothing. So I don't understand simping for them. It seems to be the same, especially in the case of this person with their private jet, the same horniness for fascistic authority figures that makes people enjoy sucking off Elon and Trump uh, so much, right? Like it's even while, even while. <laughs> I think the series kind of reveals this, the fact that Megan's kissing her baby at all times, that Harry is mowing the lawn. This reveals actually to me, uh, uh, positions them as sympathetic to a degree that it actually highlights how grotesque the very concept of the British monarchy is by depicting all this outlandish public interest in these people's lives. You know, the helicopters stalking them, newspapers coordinating whether to attack or to praise them, this enormous apparatus that's at work to sustain not only the relevancy of the royal family, but to encourage this slobbering worship of the institution itself by the peasantry. And that's what you look like when you when when you make anything that happens to these people a personal matter. You look peasant-brained. And actually, one of my criticisms of the documentary is that it it, it actually supports this, right? Making them sympathetic. Oh, you should love them. They should be celebrities. The documentary actually wants you to still worship them as celebrities, just... They're just, just maybe not as members of the monarchy. They still deserve to be special, though. This is kind of aligned with um, the next message. So this is I, this is somebody who's saying, so I'm one episode into Harry and Meghan doc, and I really don't understand the hatred for Meghan. Sure, there's something annoying as fuck about her, but to hate her, I never have. I'm a major royalist, as in I've met Kate Middleton, seen the Queen, <laughs> seen the Queen in person twice, and even went to her Platinum Jubilee in the summer. What are your thoughts on Meghan? So... I think like this, this, what you just said, Derek, reminded me of when you and I had talked about um, people sticking up for Kathy Hilton um, on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And there was a lot of people in my DMs who were like, just Hilton loyalists. Like they were like, she doesn't deserve this. She doesn't deserve this. I'm like, she signed up for a reality show. Um, And I feel like there are people for whatever reason are threatened by the just what's happening with Meghan and Harry and how they're moving away from the monarchy and how she's being bold in, in what she believes and what her experience has been. She's just sort of like putting it out there and uh, it's making people uncomfortable. And I do think it's always interesting when people like, let's say an average person, um, their default is to protect the rich and the famous. And why? Because you and I have talked about billionaires on the show before too. Like people are like, Elon is brilliant. Like we need, we need more Elons because he's like pushing society forward. But like, if you take a, a step close, like if you just unveil nah, the next veil and see a little bit further behind it, what is his relationship with you really? And when you bring up the documentary about it being um, produced to lean in a Megan and Harry, like the whole point was to get you to like them and get you to sympathize with them and get you to be on their side and be like, isn't it great that they left? It, aren't they amazing people? Maybe we should be spending our money, attention and energy on them instead of on the queen or whatever. But it still keeps that divide between the rich and the poor there. It's like we're still, even if you're like, fuck the monarchy, I love Meghan and Harry. It's the same thing. They're still like up in the upper echelon and you're still down below. So the illusion of, of supporting them more so because they left the monarchy, it's actually not that different in terms of like their, their privilege access and position in pop culture, really. Yeah. I mean, the documentary and their continued relevancy relies on them transposing their notoriety and their fame as royals 
just just to this new environment of LA where they're no longer royals, but they're on an equal celebrity level. It requires that and they require that. And so that's what I don't like about the documentary is that while saying, oh, everything associated with the royals is bad, it doesn't say, therefore, we should dismantle this concept of monarchy that elevates pretty ordinary, uninteresting people to the celebrity status merely as a function of how they were born, the circumstances into which they were Mm -hmm. born, right? Meghan and Harry require those circumstances to be something that's important, right? They require um, the the transposal of the importance of royalness, I guess, onto them as media figures, even while saying, ooh, no, we don't like the way we've been treated. It's just saying, well, be nicer to us, right? And so they just moved to LA and they want to remain the same celebrities, but they, they can't, the documentary can't criticize the institution of monarchy or else it pulls into question their relevancy as celebrities at all, their status. Because mm-hmm. they need the monarchy for this narrative. And if they went as far as to denounce them, then the story is kind of over, right? Okay, fine. You don't believe in the monarchy, then that's the end of the story. There's nothing left to explore. That's a really that's 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 your position. But it's like these bad things happened, these racist things happened, these shady things happened with the media. But that's all we're willing to say. It doesn't. But they go still that have separate. to be able to leverage their former association, I guess, and in some ways ongoing association with the royals for profit. That's what they're yeah. doing. They're clearly. Yeah interested in remaining public celebrity status media figures and they can't do that if they're not able to parlay their association with the royals into profit so yeah this is so this is kind of what i thought like before the documentary i didn't really have an opinion on them at all i obviously knew that they got married i had like you know through osmosis heard this story i did think it was badass when i heard that they left the royal family i was like wow that's that's a fucking move i like that um and then when i watched the first three episodes of the documentary i was a little skeptical because honestly i was struggling to see the point like i i I I wasn't really getting any, like I wasn't arousing any sympathy for them. Um, I was very much watching it and thinking, wow, here are two rich and famous people complaining about the media, which to me is a tale as old as time. We've seen this before with many female celebrity, many female celebrities, including Brittany and of course, Diana. So in the first three episodes, I'm like, wait, what, what's the bombshell? What are we, what, what, why am I, what's the story here? Just that the media was mean to Megan, just that they didn't like the Royal family. Didn't we already know that from the news coverage already? Didn't we already learn that from Diana in the nineties, the way that the Royals treated her? I was really like, what, 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 why did, why couldn't have this been one hour? Like, what is the point? I was really after the first three episodes, like, what? Why? This is not an interesting story to me. It's interesting in the fact that, wow, they're so famous and they're dealing with such an intense and extreme version of fame that it's it's like generally interesting to see human beings go through that. And of course, watching people get hounded by the press, you're like, damn, that does not look fun. But I don't know, Derek, if you felt that too, like, why is this? Why is this story being told? What is the purpose of this story? No, I mean, I did think it was a little bit long and boring. Like it could have been, I don't know, maybe three episodes instead of six. Um, But I did think there was enough novelty in it because like this is their story to tell on the one hand and no one has told it yet, right? This is, you know, like it or not, you know, a pretty, there was media interest in this issue and it hadn't really been told from their side yet. If you believe the documentary, which I see no reason not to um, in some ways, I'll get to why there are other ways where I might not. But 
if you believe the fact that like the various media camps within the palace, um, you know, are jockeying and, and trading and, you know, currying public favor this way or the other on purpose, then, then, you know, you have to accept that there was uh, a public campaign to uh, discredit and, and uh, slander Megan basically. And so I believe that that's true. And I believe that that's a story from her side that we never heard. And I also think that no Royals yet, even those who have like taken a step back and tried to make themselves less available as public figures, no one has really come out and firsthand told their story the way that these two have. So in that way, I think it's fine. I think it's good that they do this. Um, and I think perhaps it could be the first step in a dismantling um, of the perhaps a very positive public perception the monarchy enjoys, which I think is like an 80% approval rating or something like that in Britain. So I think if we want, if, if we think monarchy is bad and they're racist and they should be dismantled, well, I think you can't oppose then Megan's participation in a narrative that is critical of it. I think that you can't have that both ways. Um, so, but, but I also want to make clear that like, I don't, think like a lot of people want to say oh she entered this scenario and she should have known what she was going to get so her complaining about it is you know dishonest well i completely disagree with that because mm-hmm. i don't think that anyone anticipates the degree to she could have anticipated the degree to which she would suffer the degree to which she would be slandered and i think if we fall in love with somebody we think well I'm going to be with them. That's what I want. I want to start a family with them. And all this other stuff is noise. I'm capable of tuning that out. Or they're capable of protecting me. Or maybe they will like me. And that's what happened at first. The media was nice to her, right? They did support her. So I I think that's what we all hope for. I don't think anyone... (laughs) There's absolutely no way she deserved any of uh, the public vitriol that she's got. Or the vitriol that's coming from these... Uh, slobbering uh, uh, piggies who love the monarchy and want to uh, somehow paint Meghan as as intentionally disrupting it, as opposed to Harry, who who actually we have plenty of evidence was the one to encourage the distancing because he remembers what happened to Diana, right? So, well, and 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 I was googling Harry um, while the documentary was on, reminding myself like. I want, like, what was Harry like growing up? And he was, he had a lot of scandals. You know, he was in the clubs, he was in Par- um, Las Vegas. There's something about him that was obvious from a very young age that he had a rebellious spirit. Like he was breaking free of what people and the public expected him to be as the prince. So it does actually um, support the arc of him leaving. Um you know, certainly that he would not be leaving if he didn't want to. And I think that all the references to Diana in the documentary, like, oh my God, that scene where Megan's holding Archie and they're like looking at Diana and it's a picture of her on the wall. And she's like, oh, this is grandma Diana. It's just kind of like mind boggling to try and put yourself in Harry's position where your mom is princess Diana, your grandma is the queen, your wife is Meghan Markle. These are three extremely famous polarizing figures in pop culture um and his to deny his place in these stories is kind of crazy like none of the narratives that i have seen at least on my social media and the people that i'm interacting with they're all very focused on megan and um yeah i i i i admittedly struggle with empathy for the rich and famous and people have called me out for this in the past saying that i just I just don't like rich people. I just don't like celebrities, which, hello, that isn't true. But 
you just said this, Derek, and I will admit that when I was watching it, I was like, she kind of signed up for this. You are marrying into the royal family. We all saw what happened to Princess Diana. Are you really that surprised that it's happening to you? Um, And I know another example that popped into my mind was, um, you know, the death threats that are not acceptable, should not be happening, unfortunately do happen at all all levels of fame, including like, um, on RuPaul's Drag Race, for example, a black drag queen votes off a white drag queen and they get death threats on social media. So again, like going back to the idea that, okay, I have heard this before, just not in the context of a princess leaving or a duchess leaving the royal family. But it did take some conversations for me to move past my initial reaction of like, I don't really feel sympathy because you signed up for it. That was my first reaction. You signed up for this. I I think it's crazy what you're going through. I don't know if you deserve it, but you did walk into it. Um, and it, t- it has taken some conversations with people like you um, and just offline about like, if what I'm hearing you saying is correct, is like, you can think you know and have the best intentions of preparing yourself for being in this family and still be like, fuck this. This isn't what I signed up for. You can be a celebrity who's open about wanting to be famous and still be like, okay, but you can't fucking show up at my front door. There are pictures of, there are videos of Paris Hilton telling the paparazzi to fuck off. This is a woman who's been courting them for decades. So you can, the whole idea of you can want to be famous, you can cultivate fame, you can want to be in that position in pop culture and at the same time want boundaries is true, obviously, because we're seeing people in the public eye saying it. It's just my my first reaction is like, no, you signed up for it. That's my first reaction. Yeah, but just because you can reasonably expect something to happen with like a high statistical probability doesn't mean you want it or that it's okay if it does. Like we drive in cars, which are statistically extremely likely to crash. And there's a huge amount of variables in there we have no control over. But when someone gets in a car crash and dies, do we say, well, they should have expected it? They shouldn't have drove? (laughs) No. And in the case of like Drag Race, you know, talking about the racialized queens getting hatred. So again, like if, if if you're describing something the way it is, if the descriptive statement is, if you're a person of color who goes on Drag Race, you can expect lots of racist vitriol and harassment to come your way. Well, then it leaves open the prescription, right? So what do we do about it is the question that follows. Mm-hmm. Is the answer yeah. to that, well, then racialized queens shouldn't go on Drag Race? Yeah. No, I would think absolutely not. That is That should not be the answer. We, we should instead ask the public not to harass racialized queens. And so in the case of Megan, just because she could reasonably expect that things might go badly for her if she joined the royal family in the media, she might get public harassment, doesn't mean we shouldn't ask Megan not to join the royal family then if she's yeah. in love with the man that she loves. It doesn't mean she shouldn't mm-hmm. have married the man she loves. It means we should ask the public to not be as vitriolic and hateful and get as weirdly, creepily, personally invested in the lives of other people as they do in the case of the royals, right? So, and I think that's what she can accomplish by having joined this royal family, right? Like I said before, when I kind of lost my train of thought, what I meant was that you cannot be anti-racist and then also ask that a black person not be able to enter the royal family for fear of being a race (laughs) traitor. These are not compatible positions. That's a reactionary position, right? So it, you have to acknowledge the potential there that if this, this this family diversifies, well, now this family is diverse. It's happening whether you like it or not. There is now a black mm-hmm. person who is associated with the royal family. And so yeah. she has the option of vanishing, of disappearing, right? And so, you know, say whatever you want about her remaining a media figure. I think, you know, 
I'm not necessarily in support of the two of them remaining media figures because I think their monarchy is stupid and I don't think they're interesting. But the potential she has as a black woman now in this media platform is to represent uh, and to create an example for other people of color, little black girls or whatever, watching her in her position and doing what she's doing and thinking, wow, a little black person can even enter the British monarchy to marry yeah. the person she loves. And and furthermore, if you're thinking ahead, maybe have a huge uh, impact on it that 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 dismantles its its racist institutional its institutional racism. I mean, maybe we don't yeah. know that yet. We would hope, right? But but to say that like she should have known there would be harassment, so she shouldn't have entered it, and also there's some sort of race traitorship going on because she has done. Well, that's that's stupid. That's so pathetic to me. I um I wonder what like how this is going to settle in the um, court of public opinion and. There's a scene where <clears throat> I'm having two thoughts. One is there's a scene where Megan gets a text from Beyonce and Beyonce says something along the lines of like, Megan has been chosen to break this cycle of ancestral trauma or something like the most Beyonce thing ever. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah, and it was a cool scene. Like to see her get a text from Beyonce just like is a very real and re not relatable in the sense of like, it's happened to me, but relatable and like everybody knows Beyonce and imagine Beyonce texting you to check in I know, on you. And it was just like, that's the way Jesus would have said it, you know? <laughs> 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 totally. Well, Beyonce is a great example of somebody who um, has seemed to get to a great place with the media where she releases her album, she tours, and then she's like not in the press, not in the, she does a good job of like keeping the focus on her work. And I, I'm curious, um, like how this will settle in the court of public opinion, how people will generally feel about them as a couple moving forward. And also, and you alluded to this, what will happen down the road? Because Harry did say in the documentary, they missed an opportunity with Megan, the family, the institution missed an opportunity where instead of being racist freaks, um, they could have embraced her, used her, unfortunately, as a symbol for the future, lifted her up, um, brought those approval ratings, ratings in Britain up, 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 maybe gotten even bigger ones in North America, and just completely started the process of transforming the monarchy, if that's possible in modern terms, given the social climate and the, the more, the more um, normal it is to talk about things like racism and systemic um, issues and stuff like that, but but she's gone now. So now she has to do it from the outside and from America. So what does that mean? Will we ever get frank discussions from William William and Kate or Charles? Apart from like we're not commenting on this, um, will this be the last documentary that we see of them? I mean, I know there's a Diana documentary coming out soon too. So it's like these stories have a way of never dying, and I'm wondering what Megan's connection to the monarchy will be in the context of the public sphere and the way that she is um, presenting her story and her life and sharing it with people, how it will evolve. Because it is like, I think in 20 years, we'll look back and be like, wow, they left the monarchy. Harry, Megan, um, Harry married Megan and they said, fuck you and left to America. Right now it's like too fresh, but I think in, we'll look back and be like, damn, that was a bold move. And I'm really curious if it will have any effect on the monarchy at all. Well, I predict actually that it will, because I, I genuinely think that like I see in, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years, I see the two of them being welcomed back into the monarchy and whether or not they want to participate, I don't know. But I see, 
I see the uh, institution turning favorably towards them in, in one way or another, because I think it's impossible for the institution to survive without doing this. I think at the moment, um, you know, it's clear that they're still insular and still trying to protect um, a, a, a traditional sort of reputation they've had. But I think in the future, they will not be able to survive. This, this will be too bad press, ultimately, and people will demand more yeah. than they can handle uh, mm-hmm. without adapting that they adapt. Right. And so I do think in 20 years, we'll just we'll see some sort of some sort of public reconciliation for PR purposes, you know, which would be nice, I guess. It would be nice if this family reunited, I, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I would prefer if they just like stopped being monarchs altogether and disappeared. But how? How does happen. that happen? How does that I happen? Think, well, I think in order for that not to happen, that's exactly why they will have to reconcile. But what do you, if you were to make an educated guess or an assumption, if there came a day that the public opinion and approval ratings for the monarchy were zero. What happens? Do they just move to a different country? Do like what happens to the castles? What ha- like how do you unmonarchy? How do you unroyal yourself? Um, I don't know. Let's ask czarist Russia. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> oh my god! I think, but I think no, really. I think they just. I think they abdicate the throne. I think they return to life as private citizens. I think maybe they get lordships or senatorships or something because those are like lifetime appointments in the UK. And, um, you know, they retire to one of those cottages in the country and things like uh, Buckingham Palace become, I don't know, perhaps new seats of parliament or just in historical sites that you can take a tour through, right? Not someone's private fucking home that is the size of, you know, 85 city blocks or whatever the fuck. I'm making that up. Um, but yeah, like I just, it's, I don't think it's actually that difficult really to extract them. What what about if one of these kids grows up and is um, part of the LGBT family and comes out? I mean, I guess there... statistically, there's some chance that would happen, right? So, and 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 um, also statistically, somebody in the royal family has already been queer. We just haven't heard about it, like in the history of true. that family. Yeah, it's probably Princess Eugenie or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I don't know. She seems <laughs> wild and wacky. Um, no, I have no idea. I mean, well, you you just it's you think it's one of those orbital royals who like doesn't yeah. really have any public pressure to like be you know a certain way. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, statistically, that's likely to happen. I actually think probably. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's. More more likely that uh, um, the institutions, let's say their influence would be significantly reduced if not if not dismantled and eliminated altogether before any royal babies turn out to be queer, just because there aren't that many of them, right? There aren't that many royal babies. Uh, I just hope I'm alive for like William. Okay, wait, who becomes? Okay, so William is king and then his son would be king. So if we're still alive for that and his son is gay hypothetically and comes out, then um, then that would be great. And then we would have a gay king and then we could all move yeah, to Buckingham. Oh, that'd be at- fucking raves at Buckingham Palace. We're looking, we're looking at 25 years down the road anyway, by which point it might already not be taboo for there to be a queer royal or a royal, you know, of color who's in a in a leadership position or whatever the fuck. Like, I think that's, we're looking so far down the road. Like, I don't even know what, like if they'll still be as traditionalist at that point. Right. Fingers crossed, legs open. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Okay. Thanks Derek for, um, for serving the piping hot tea for this um, extra special royalist edition of the superficial spirit. We will be continuing this conversation if we need to and maybe we won't it really just depends but thank you for being here 
Um, I hope all the uh, people in your comments um, get a life. <laughs> <laughs> but not too much of a life that you don't stop messaging me and giving me content for the show. Because I love you. I love my babies. Love my little viruses. Yeah, keep, keep, being, keep being hateful little um, boot-looking piggies. That's actually good for content. So We love you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,